Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. Hey, hey, besties. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Journey with Janice podcast. I'm so excited for this episode because I'm always excited to hop on here and encourage your hearts in the Lord to talk about Jesus, to magnify his name, talk about the word of God and just life. I just am so thankful that God is intimately acquainted with all of our ways. And I was just meditating earlier on Ecclesiastes 3.1, that there's a time and a purpose for every season under heaven. And sometimes we don't understand that fully until God pulls us into a new season. And then we look back and we see his hand in our life. We see his faithfulness. We see the things that he was working out and just what he was doing. And so I'm just so thankful that God is working in our lives all of the time. And I'm so thankful that (laughs) there's, what, 8 billion people in the world almost, and that God knows everything there is to know about each of us individually. Like that is something that it you can't even comprehend it. It's just, it's amazing to me. And sometimes I sit and think about how God breathed every star into existence and how he knows every one of them by name. And yet he knows me that intimately as well. Like he knows every hair that is on my head. He knows every thought before I think it. He knows everything there is to know about me. And so it's just a beautiful thing to have a God who is intimate with us, who knows us so well, who just has that relationship with us. And so it's a beautiful thing to know and understand that. Last Friday, I was actually down in LaGrange, Indiana. Shout out to my LaGrange ladies, if y'all are listening and ministering. And one of the things that I had said in my message was like, being a Christian is anything but boring. If you have only If you've ever thought like being a Christian is boring, then you've only ever experienced religion because God is not boring. There is nothing boring about him. There's nothing boring about living for him. And I was just reading earlier in the word where it talks about when we desire to keep our life like that is when we're going to lose it. But when we, when we lose our life for his sake, that is when we find life. And I'm telling you, there is no life outside of him. He is the end from the beginning. He is the giver and sustainer of life. He is the way, truth, and life. And so I'm just so thankful for for his presence in my life. I'm so thankful for his word that we have access to his word. If you are living in a space and place where you have access to the word of God, whether that's written or through the YouVersion Bible app or any other, like the Blue Letter Bible app, whatever that is, I want to encourage you to take advantage of that. Don't take that for granted because there are so many people around the world who do not have access to the word of God where it is illegal, forbidden. I know one of my friends, shout out to Elena if she's listening, her father, They're actually from Moldova, and her father was part of um, just being able to print Bibles and 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 distribute them. And so, anyway, in in regions where the gospel and the word of God is forbidden, and when I met her last year and her family and heard that part of their story, it just really convicted my heart in a new way because. I have always had access to the Word of God, but I've not always loved His Word. I've not always cherished and treasured the written Word of God. And so I want to be a woman who 
studies, like the Bible says, to study, to show yourself approved, to rightly handle, to rightly divide the word of truth. And that is my heart and my desire to know his word, to build my life on his word. We know the Bible talks about a wise and a foolish builder. And the wise builder is the one who hears the word of God and puts it into practice and builds their life on a firm foundation. And then we know the Bible talks about the foolish builder, and that's the one who doesn't build their life on the word of God. And both of them, experience the winds and the waves of life, the storms of life, but the one who's built their life on his word is the one who's going to stay standing. The other one is going to crumble and fall. And so we know the Bible says that it rains on the just and the unjust. None of us have a perfect life. We all go through trials and struggles. A lot of you know my story and the things that I have walked through. I try to be very open and just kind of like an open book, no pun intended, author here, in my life because I don't ever want someone to think that living for God, like when we give our lives to Him, we surrender to Him, that all of a sudden our life is perfect. That is a false gospel. It's a false expectation. But the beautiful thing is, is that when we go through those things, we have him with us. And that's the difference. We get to go through trials and tribulations and struggles with God. We have his peace that surpasses all understanding, that peace that doesn't make sense when we're in the middle of storms in our life and things just are chaotic at times. We have him with us, the God who promises to never leave or forsake us, the one who is always with us, that promises to give us everything we need for life and godliness. And so in every situation, he gives us what we need to get through those things. And I'm so thankful for that. Some of you on here who know me know that I was in a little bit of a car accident last weekend, and I'm totally fine. My car is a little bit uh, banged up, but you know what? God is good and he's faithful. And what he showed me even like right after the accident was counted all joy. It was like that scripture just came alive in me. And that is why we have to hide his word in our heart, hide his word in our heart that we wouldn't sin against him. And so I wasn't, I was a little frazzled, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't completely (laughs) knocked off kilter. Just a little bit frazzled because obviously I got in a car accident, but to be able to say like, count it all joy. The Bible says to count it all joy when you face trials of many kinds, because that those trials are producing something inside of us. That's perseverance and character and patience and all of those things that we need to be godly and to live our lives according to his word and his will. And so things aren't always going to be rainbows and butterflies, like I said, but God is faithful and he's for us and he works all things together for good. And so I'm rejoicing today. Yeah, I got in a car accident. Yeah, there's a lot of damages done, but I'm rejoicing that the insurance claim went through and I only have to pay $500 for the deductible and the insurance is taking care of the rest of it. I'm thankful that there's a body shop locally that is phenomenal that I know is going to do a great job with fixing my car. Like there's so many things to rejoice. And I think that it's all about perspective when we face different things in our life. Like what is our perspective? Are we focusing on the negative? Are we focusing on what went wrong or are we seeing the hand and heart of God in everything? Are we seeing his hand work all things together for our good? Like Romans 8, 28 says, he works all things together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. And so if you love him and you have surrendered your life to him and you're living for him and he is Lord of your life, you can trust that even in those moments when things don't go as planned, when things happen in life that you just are like, okay, that he's working it out. And I'm telling you that day was like such a crazy day for me because so many things quote unquote went wrong, but I'm like, God, give me your perspective and help me to see even in the frustrating moments, your hand and the goodness of God in, in all of it. 
So I had left my Bible actually at the church that I ministered at on Friday night. So then Sunday I had to wake up extra early to go down, get my Bible from the church because I was attending another church. And, you know, that was a part of me that's like, it would have been nice to sleep in a little longer and like not have to go do that. Kind of felt like I was missing my right arm all weekend because I didn't have my Bible, but thank God I had my digital Bible on my phone. So I still had access to the word and also that's another reason we hide his word in our heart because then it, you know, you can meditate on the words that are hidden in your heart if you don't have that physical Bible in front of you. And so I was like, you know what, Lord, if there, if I left it there, which is very unlike me, I've never done that before. There's probably someone there on Sunday morning that I need to talk to, someone I need to pray with, a conversation that needs to happen. And I got to talk to so many amazing people on Sunday morning and just be an encouragement to the people that were there before their service started. And I was like, you know what? It's, it's never for nothing. And that's what we have to remind ourselves when we're in those moments of like, this is not what I had planned. We have to stay flexible with Holy Spirit. We have to stay flexible with the Lord to to know that He orders our steps. The Bible says, says that a man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And so we can have the best laid plan out in our mind, but we have to be willing to to move right or left as he leads us. We know that he's that voice behind us telling us the way to go to walk in it. And so if I am going in a direction and the Lord says, go left, I'm going to go left. I need to be able to pivot with him whenever he he calls me to because I want to stay moldable and usable by him. And when things don't go the way that I thought they would or it doesn't look like I thought it should, like he is ultimately in control. He is sovereign over all. He is sovereign over my life because I've surrendered it to him and I've hidden my life in him. I love Galatians 2.20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And so we cannot, if we are born again believers, we cannot call our life our own anymore. But the beautiful thing, like I said earlier, is that when we give our lives for him, that is when we truly find life. And it's just so fun to live that out. And what has really been on my heart before I hopped on here, I just had this amazing time. Uh, earlier with the Lord and prayer in my car. I went over, well, some of you may know or may not know, I'm working the elementary summer school program at my local school, at the school in my local town. And listen, y'all, I came home and crashed today because I was tired. So I came home and crashed for a little bit, had to go get my car after the insurance adjuster came and did estimates and all that fun stuff. And I was like, okay, I need to get groceries because I like to eat and I have no food in my house. So I decided to go over, get groceries. And then I went and sat at a river for a little bit. This is like a place that I used to go to a lot before I was traveling a lot. I would go park there and just sit. It's kind of one of my not so secret secret places because I'm announcing it to the world right now. But I just love to go sit by the river and just seek the Lord and just um, just be still before him because I am a lot of times going 100 miles an hour. And so it's really important for me to take those times to just sit with him, not be in a rush and just chill. <laughs> and so did that for a while, drove home, just had an amazing time of prayer and just decreeing and declaring some things over my life and whatnot. And as I was just praying about recording tonight for this week's episode, what the Lord kept just highlighting in my spirit was the need to let go, the need to let go. And I was thinking about Hebrews 12.1. It talks about, I believe it's Hebrews 12.1. I'm pretty positive. That's what it is. But you can look it up and it talks about throwing off the sin and the weight that entangles us. So there are things in our life sometimes that are, that it's flat out sin. It's against his word and his will for us. 
It's contrary to his best for us, those things that hold us back, that hinder us. But there's also weight that it might not be quote unquote sin, but it's something that is holding you back in life. Could be strongholds, could be lies of the enemy that you believed. And so just coming out of agreement with those things and how important it is. But for for this episode, what I really felt like was heavy in my heart and in my spirit was our past and how often our past is that weight that holds us back and how we have to be people that forget what is behind, press on toward the mark of our high calling. And I even think about Lot's wife where it says in the Bible, remember Lot's wife. And I love how Christine Kane preached on this a few times. I've heard her preach on this and how it's a scripture that only has three words, remember Lot's wife. And we know she looked longingly back at the place that God rescued her out of. And she turned into a pillar of salt. And I don't ever want to to be, and I never want you to be someone who looks back longingly on the places and spaces that God has pulled you out of, the things that He set you free from, and long for those things. Like, I want to put my hands to the plow, like the Bible says put your hands to the plow. Don't look back. If you look back that you're not fit for the kingdom, that's kind of just been on my heart because it's so easy to look back. It's so easy to dwell on the past, but I want to. I want to see God moving in the here and now. I want to know, God, what are you doing now? What are you preparing me for that lies ahead? Because yes, God uses our past as part of our testimony to minister to people and things like that. And so I'm not saying like, forget your past never happened. What I'm saying is don't have a heart that longs for the past. Don't have eyes that focus on the past where it distracts you and it hinders you from being able to move forward in your life. It is so important that we see what God is doing. I love where the Bible says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? And I pray that over myself, like, God, I want to be a woman who perceives the new thing you're doing. I don't want to miss out on what you're doing now. And that honestly, even talking about the past, that isn't always the hardships that we've walked through and the heartache and and the brokenness. That could be the moves of God that happened in the past. Like, wow, I remember this time we had this event and all these people got healed and this and that. And we get so fixated on what God did in the past that we are missing out on what he's doing now. We're missing out on the people that he's putting in front of us right now. And I don't want to do that. I want to rejoice always for the things God has done. Like I can't wait to tell my children and my grandchildren about the faithfulness of God and and seeing his hand and heart move in the lives of people around me and the ways that he's used me in different ways. Like I'm excited to be able to share those things. I love talking about testimonies and rejoicing over the goodness of God, but I don't want to be so stuck there that I miss out on what he's doing now. And I think that that is such a call right now in the body of Christ to let go of the past, to stop dwelling there and to move forward into the new things he has for us because God is doing a new thing. And I feel that so strongly in my heart that God is doing a new thing and I want to be a part of it. I don't want to miss out on what God is doing. And I've heard so many people talk about the Asbury revival that happened several months ago and praise God for everything that happened there. And and it's just like this like constancy of hearing people talking about like, we want revival. I want to see revival. But the reality is that revival lives inside of us. The Bible says that the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, the dunamis power, it says, lives inside of every born-again believer. If you are a born-again believer, His resurrection power lives on the inside of you, so you don't have to wait for this move of God to happen. You're carrying that move of God everywhere that you go, and so allowing Him to use you wherever you are at and whatever capacity He calls you to, being open to that and willing to see 
him move in and through your life. And that could be as simple as sending someone a text message and saying, hey, I just want you to know I'm praying for you. Or hey, while I was praying for you, the Lord showed me this. Like being able to encourage and edify one another. The Bible says to encourage one another daily. And it's so important that we are doing that for each other as brothers and sisters in Christ because Jesus is coming back. And I want to keep my heart and focus fixed on the fact of that reality, that Jesus is coming back, that the Bible tells us to fix our heart and minds on things above, to keep an eternal perspective. It's so easy to be consumed with the here and now and what's happening in this world and the craziness and madness of what is going on in this world. This world is dark. It is broken. It is hurting, but we have the solution and it's Jesus Christ. And so are we living our lives loud for him? Are we living set apart The Bible says, be holy as I am holy. That's God's directive to us. I want to be a woman who walks in holiness and purity because he is holy. And I'm modeling my life after him. I'm not modeling my life after my pastor, my friends, anybody else around me, the, the, the Christian influencers that, you know, we follow whatever, like our, our life has to be modeled after him after him. And I love how one of my friends said that, like, follow me as I follow Christ. And if at any point I don't look like him, don't follow me. Like we can encourage each other and inspire each other, but ultimately like we have to build our life on the word of God and model our life after him, not after other people, because we are all going to fail. We are all going to mess up. None of us are perfect. The Bible says there is no one perfect, not even one. Like the only one perfect is Jesus. And the only one who ever has been and ever will be is Jesus. And so we have to model our lives after him to have an expectation. Like as brothers and sisters in Christ, there is accountability there. There is the iron sharpening iron. And I want to be someone who's teachable and correctable. If someone sees something in me, like approach me in love. Like I want that. And I have been that for other people so many times, but I don't have an unrealistic expectation on other people as if they, they they're human and they're not stuck in this flesh. And so we are called to walk according to the spirit and not the flesh, but we're never going to always get it right. And we have seasons and moments and times where we mess up, but that's the beautiful thing about repentance that we turn from whatever that is. And we walk in holiness. And I love um, Jamie Lynn Walna put out a book and I have recommended it a few times and I recommend, I'll recommend it again. It's called Holy Revolution and I love it because she really breaks down what it means to live and walk in holiness and purity. And the beautiful thing about holiness is being holy does not mean being perfect. Being holy means being set apart, set apart that we don't look like the world. Romans 12 two says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. The world has a pattern. We are not called to walk according to that pattern, to look anything like this world. We are called to live our lives set apart unto him, to live a life that reflects his character, his nature, his likeness. And so I am so thankful that God gives us a way out of every temptation. Anything that the enemy would try to throw at you, God has given you the tools, the resources, everything you need. The Bible says he gives us everything we need for life and godliness. He gives us the full armor of God. You can read about in Ephesians 6. I encourage you to study that, the full armor of God, that we would be able to withstand all the wiles of the enemy. There is nothing that the enemy can come at you with that God has not given you the ability to overcome. God has not given you the ability to overcome. We know in Revelations, it talks about that. We overcome by the blood of the lamb. So his blood covers us as born again believers. The word of our testimony, what God has done. And then the Bible says after that, and loving not our own lives unto death. So we have already 
sacrificed our lives. We've already given our lives, as I mentioned earlier in Galatians 2.20, that we've been crucified with him. The enemy can't do anything to us that God hasn't given us a way to combat and to come against. He's given us everything we need to come against him. And ultimately, if it even came down to our very lives, he cannot take our spirit, our soul. He can't take our eternity from us. And that's a beautiful thing that our eternity is secure in God when we have given our lives to Christ, when we've been born again. Because the Bible says that unless you're born again, you can't inherit the kingdom. So we have to be born again. We have to be renewed in our spirit because sin has left all of us broken and separated from God. But it's a beautiful thing that we have salvation through Jesus Christ. He is the way, truth, and life. The Bible says that no one comes to the Father but through him. And so Jesus paid the ultimate price at the cross so that we could be reconciled to the Father, so that we could not only have eternity when this life ends, but the Bible says that eternal life is knowing him. So that can start now. You can know God intimately on this side of eternity. You don't have to wait until you breathe your last breath on this earth to know him intimately. That can begin now, today, in this moment. And so if you are someone who doesn't have that intimate walk with the Lord and that's something that God is just stirring on your heart, I want to encourage you to reach out to me. I would love to help you with kind of some first steps with that to just know him more because God desires that more than anything. He isn't looking for your good works. He isn't looking for you to do certain things to please him. Like he already loves you with an everlasting love. His love for you is immeasurable. It cannot be taken from you. The Bible says that there's nothing in all of creation that can separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. So I want to encourage you to press into his presence, to to get into the word of God, to know him, to get in community with with like-minded believers, to get in plugged in at a church where there's solid biblical teaching, like all of those things. And so that is like my heart and my prayer for you so that you can grow in your walk with the Lord so that you are not staying stagnant. That was another thing that I just was, it was just really stirring in my spirit as I was praying earlier just over myself and over like the body of Christ that, that we would not stay stuck in a place of stagnancy in our walks with the Lord because it's so easy to go through the motions and just kind of do life. It it becomes habitual. And so I don't want to be someone, and it's easy to do, who just kind of goes through the motion and we know what to do, we know what to say and all these things. I want to be someone whose heart is on fire for him, that I just know him intimately and that complacency and lukewarmness has no place in my life. And I release that over you too, that that complacency will have no place in your life, that you will know God intimately, that you will know his voice, you will know his presence, you will know his power, because there's nothing like it. There is nothing like intimacy with the creator of all things, and he desires that for you. And so my heart for you is that you desire that with him as well. So feel free to reach out to me on social media at The Journey with Janice, or you can go to my website. All my contact information is on there. If you're in that place of just like ready, I'm ready to go to that next step with like that next place with him, that next level with him, like reach out to me. I would love to encourage you to help you to come alongside you and just be an encouragement in that for you because trust me, I don't do this podcast because I love to talk, even though I do. Like my heart is to encourage your walk in the Lord to see you fall more in love with him because there's there's nothing like it. So I'm gonna go ahead and pray over us and just pray blessings over you wherever you find yourself at today, whether you're at work or the gym in your car, wherever you're at, I pray that you would feel God's tangible presence surrounding you, that you would just feel the pull of his heart toward yours and 
something that's just been on my heart a lot lately is just like God almost like shocking our hearts into rhythm with his so that our hearts would be in step with his, that our thoughts would align with his. And so that is my prayer for you even now is that your thoughts and your mind would be renewed according to God's will that you would come out of agreement with any lies that you have believed about yourself that are contrary to what God would speak. And that is an awesome filter for us to have as we know the enemy comes in with fiery darts. And a lot of times that is targeted at our mind. And so what I have learned to do is like, okay, is this something that God would say about me? Is this something that his word has said about me? Because if it's not, I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not going to come into agreement with it. Have I always got it right? Of course not. But that's kind of my filter. Like if this doesn't line up with God's voice and his word, then I'm not going to be taking this into my heart, like putting that guard over our heart. Like the Bible says, guard your heart above all else because everything we do flows from our heart. And if your heart is in a place of sadness or brokenness or hope deferred or uh, rejection, bitterness, anger, all of those things like everything you do is going to be filtered through that. And so I encourage you to sit with the Lord after I get done praying, just sit with the Lord here and ask him like, God, this is something I do all the time. God, search my heart. If there is any wicked way in me, reveal it. God, I want healing in my heart. I want wholeness in my heart. If there are any lies I've been in agreement with about myself, about my life, about those around me, God, reveal that to me. And then Lead me in the way everlasting. Create in me a clean heart. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. And so that is my encouragement to you before I pray here, just to sit with the Lord, seek his face, let him search your heart so that everything you do can be from a place of purity and holiness and wholeness in him. Father God, I thank you so much for this episode. God, I thank you for every listener on the other side of this episode. God, I pray that wherever they're at, God, that you are meeting them right where they are. God, I thank you that you promise to draw near to us when we draw near to you. And God, I pray that we would be people whose hearts are continually seeking to draw near to you, God, because you are worthy. You are faithful. You are good. You are kind. God, I thank you that you're full of grace and compassion. I thank you, God, that your mercies are new every morning. God, I thank you that you never change, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. God, and I pray over any person on here who doesn't know you, God, that you would pull them into relationship with you. God, I thank you that you are pursuing their hearts. God, even the ones who know you, God, that you're pursuing their hearts in greater measure. God, I pray that you would give us hearts, God, that are just so surrendered to you, God, in our lives and whatever that looks like, God. I pray that we would be people that say yes to you, God, that we would not conform to the pattern of this world, but God, we'd be transformed by the renewing of our mind. God, I pray that you would make us new today, that you'd make us more like you, God. And I pray over every person on here who's felt stuck in this season of their life. God, I pray that they would be people who'd be able to throw off the sin, that they'd throw off the weight, that they would throw off that fixation in the past, God, and they'd be able to move forward into the new things you have for them. No hindrances, no delays. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray your blessings. I speak life over your people today in Jesus' name. Amen.